What's up, guys? In this episode of The Cut, we will be giving our national championship game recap, talking about some NFL news, and then giving our first NFL mock draft of the 2021 season. It is awesome. Stay tuned. Good evening, and welcome to the NFL Draft. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams at FF Man. I am here with Randy Hall, as always. Randy, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, well, I think I've been doing better if the game last night was a little bit better for more of the time, but I'm glad to be back. It doesn't feel like it's only been about a week. It, feel, yeah. it felt nice to have that quick break, though. I will say that. Yeah, honestly, like I I just kept on grinding uh, through our break, cool. and I mean, I pumped out that that Fields uh, versus Lawrence article this morning. Go check that out. Uh, shameless plug there. I, I don't have it even written on the doc, but uh, yeah, go read the article. It's pinned to my my Twitter profile. Go read Adam's new article too. He talked about the Eagles and that whole situation. I'm sure we'll start to talk about the Eagles here. As we get into our first mock draft of the year, uh, we do have a few things to talk about before we get there. But Randy, how excited are you to be doing the first mock draft of 2021? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited. I did do, I will say, I did do a couple of these today to kind of prepare myself to see where, uh, even like sim the whole thing, see where people are, like draft network, what have people go, just to see what they're thinking. But I obviously have my own opinions of where everyone should go, and it is very early, but we we have a decent idea. I mean, obviously, there's a few of these teams that could trade. There's a few quarterbacks that are in the trade market, so a lot of those could change tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And there's Honestly. multiple coaches and GMs that still have to be hired, so uh, they have their own backgrounds to consider for these picks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts still. But of course, I mean, there's there's certain podcasts that have been doing mock drafts for like the last two and a half months, three months. So I feel I always feel like we're behind in that aspect, but also uh, just very excited to do this first one. I wrote my first one last week or the week before. Um, so this is mock draft two for me, but I got a lot of hate for my first one because uh, I put Justin Fields at one. I don't think we'll do that today, but no spoilers. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we get started with, with uh, we're actually going to talk about a national championship, uh, the national championship game, um, since it, it just happened this week. A uh, lot to talk about, a lot to unpack there. But first, uh, the website. So we are going to be putting our NFL draft rankings partially uh, a first like five to eight person preview of our NFL draft rankings up on the website. So if you go to the the rankings tab that we had our fantasy football rankings on, uh, it might be getting a title change. But in the next couple of weeks, the the update is going to be live. We're going to have our film grades, our weighted grades uh, for the top five or so prospects at each position. So. Uh, all the way down through edge rushers, linebackers, safeties. 
we'll have it all. Uh, it will be there. It'll be sortable. It's going to be fucking awesome. I've already seen it a little bit. It's not live yet, but um, it's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. So bookmark our shit. Book, FFB.com. Bookmark it. It's going to be your go-to place for all NFL draft content and dynasty content and fantasy football content. We we do everything here. Um, and then kind of a big announcement here, Randy. I, uh, I, I don't mean to downplay how big of an, announce, of an announcement this is, but uh, we have decided to start a Patreon. Now, we've been pretty adamant that we don't want to put our work behind paywalls. And I have a nice long tweet that's going to go out from our, our podcast account uh, at the cut FFB on Twitter. Go follow us. Um, but we do want to do more. So uh, our Patreon is going to be all more content. It's not going to be limiting what you can see of our content now. Um, we would love if you would join us. We're, we're going to have a Discord chat we're going to be doing a ton of dynasty rankings and we're planning on putting together an NFL draft guide and that there's a ton of different tiers that you can join up with. Um, but the, the link to that will also be in the description here. It's going to be on our Twitter profile. Uh, we, we're just really excited to bring you guys more and we hope that you'll consider becoming a patron. Randy, do you have anything to say about our, our new Patreon? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> not really. Just, uh, obviously me and you and, uh, well for the draft stuff, me and you a lot mostly, but, uh, for some other stuff, all of us are going to kind of do all we can and make that worth your while, uh, even just worth taking a look for a month or whatever, but we'll do what we can for you guys. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. So we do have a $1 tier it's called the baby cutlet i'm i made an executive decision that we're i'm using cutlet because i've been saying that shit for for months now uh so uh the one dollar a month gets you the discord um to just come and shoot the shit with us or just ask us questions i mean that's kind of your insight to get start sick questions if i'm being honest um and we've got a three dollar tier that'll get you dynasty rankings then we've got prospect profile tier uh they're all named after stakes i don't i don't know why i don't know why they're uh i'm not that creative i'm not creative no (laughs) uh well i also didn't want to fucking mooch off someone that did like uh rookie or undrafted free agent although that's a really good idea i haven't seen that one yet uh you could be the udfa for one dollar a month come Come not get drafted. No, I'm just kidding. It's baby cutlet, cutlet, ribeye, New York strip, filet mignon. And um, so in the $10 one, the New York strip, that's going to get you a premium podcast. Randy and I have slightly discussed this, uh, but we do think that we probably have time to do an extra episode per week. Uh, that'll be exclusive to patrons that subscribe to that tier. Uh, we need to hit a certain amount of of patrons in order for that to launch. So uh, go check it out. Like I said, the link is in the bio. If you go to patreon.com slash the cut FFB, you'll find it there as well. All right. 
fun stuff. National championship game, not not fun stuff. Not fun stuff for Ohio State. Fun stuff for Alabama. A lot of fun stuff happened. Um, obviously, everyone knows that's listening to this. The Alabama routed the Ohio, Ohio State Buckeyes fifty-two to twenty-four. It was fucking awful. It was an atrocity. Uh, Buckeyes defense trash. Randy, what were your first impressions of the national championship game? Uh, great scheme by uh, Sarkeesian, right? Uh, well, now former Bama offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure Smith got open every play. And then what needed to, they gave it to Najee Harris to get the couple yards needed. The game would have been a bit different if they could stop Najee on a couple of fours or maybe they kick a couple of field goals there instead, but it really just got out of hand. Uh, and like I said, in our predictions, the Ohio state defense had really only played like one and a half games that were any kind of decent. And that was the Clemson game in the second half against Northwestern. Now that did seem to say that they were on the right path, but clearly it wasn't. They just were outmatched, obviously missing a couple key D linemen is big to stop the run and get pressure up the middle. It did look like they could get edge threats around, but Mac Jones could just step right up and there would be nothing in his face. So it was kind of a problem there, but they were getting the ball out quick. The corners for Ohio State were getting absolutely murdered by slants and screens, which is ironic because they absolutely destroyed Clemson's the week before. So it's, or the two weeks before, but still. It was bad. I mean, Devonta Smith is obviously incredible for a reason. Mac Jones was impressive and consistent in his scheme throwing on air. So there's definitely some little <laughs> things there. I will say, I like. It looked like Fields was a little banged up. Uh, obviously, I don't want to give him like an excuse or nothing because he wouldn't want that himself. I'm sure, uh, but he did look pretty good most of the game. Uh, yeah, I did. I will admit not watch most of the fourth quarter um but uh that's where he was good i know i know i actually so i am going back and re-watching the fourth quarter because of how apparently good he was in it but for the first three quarters he wasn't really bad i think there was only two throws that he missed one being a a basically dump off screen to teague who's not really a pass catcher who could have caught that but he was also getting basically hit as it threw, so that's okay to miss that one a little bit. It hurts, but... And then he overthrew Garrett Wilson on a corner route, being covered by Sertain, who is either the best corner in the country or the second best corner in the country. So making sure that he can't touch the ball is probably a good idea on the throw. Just put a little bit too much pepper on it, probably. So I won't really fault him for that, Uh, but like I said, it does, it's not an impressive stat line, but it's it's a thing where he doesn't cost them. And that's, I mean, that's a stat line you're most likely going to get as a rookie on a few games, probably half of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say, too, with Justin Fields, I, I know you said you don't want to give him excuses, and neither do I, especially as the, the last remaining Justin Fields is QB1 truther. However, uh, and and it was pretty clear, at least to me. Um, and I actually, you know, I obviously know this, but there are some fans that don't know what goes into quarterback mechanics and what gives you zip and what gives you power and what gives you accuracy. But 
funny enough, it was the Sunday night Browns game where Chris Collinsworth was talking about Baker's hips um, and how he's when he has his footwork perfect, he's able to snap through his hips. It was pretty clear to me that even when Justin Fields was making good throws, he wasn't snapping his hips because his hip was fucking hurt. Like you could tell that that's why some of his throws were sailing a little bit. That's why, I mean, he did throw like two or three ducks um, in the third and fourth quarter that, I mean, they were still completions. It's not like they were duck ducks, like fucking Kyle Trask ducks, but they weren't Justin Fields' level of arm talent. And the thing that we're going to get from this is Justin Fields doesn't play well in big games, and Justin Fields doesn't have arm talent, and Justin Fields um, can't handle pressure. Well, I don't think you can find a quarterback that could have handled the pressure that Alabama was getting on Fields last night. I mean, even Joe Burrow, maybe, last year, that's probably where the list ends. Um, And even then... Well, but with Joe Burrow... No. And that's the thing. I mean, even even when Fields was struggling, he was able to create plays on the ground. And so, I don't know. I, I think I think we're going to hear a lot of rhetoric that Zach Wilson is better than Justin Fields. And I'm here for it because he's my quarterback one, and and I'm ready to to argue with people. So, all right, man. Do you have anything else on the national championship game? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, uh, well, I guess we have a question here of what, uh, uh, yeah, if this game in this game is likely to return to school, what would you bet on? That's, that's tough. Uh, so for, for me, obviously Wyatt Davis got hurt during the game. Um, I don't know if he's considered a top prospect. I think he's like my uh, interior offensive lineman five or four or something like that right now. Um, But I think he's pretty much widely regarded as one of the best. So I could definitely see him going back, especially since it looked really bad. It looked like it might be an ACL injury. Um, But if that's the case, I mean, maybe he does just declare. I don't know. So Justin Fields isn't going back to school. I don't think that there's really any way that that happens. Chris Olave, no. Um, I guess Jalen Waddle. Like, do you think Jalen Waddle does? So the two that, like, in my opinion, if they did and they continued playing at this high level, they would go much higher. It would be Waddle and Mac Jones because there's a good chance Waddle keeps falling because of that ankle. Uh, because he he played through good for him, uh, even though every NFL player on Twitter told him he shouldn't. Uh, so, uh, the thing with that though is he played, he got a couple catches, but after every catch or any time he left the field, he was limping really bad. So, I mean, there's not, I mean, there's not a single person that saw that and it's like he's healthy, or he feels comfortable with that ankle, or he's 100 percent, even though. We're being told that he's a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, well, they it's literally said he's back to hundred percent. He already hit his top speed. It's he's just not comfortable with the ankle. Well, it's, well, 
if he's already hitting top speed and then he's limping like he's somehow missing part of his leg <laughs> as he's yeah. coming up. like it was really bad it was his leg, it was one leg was six inches to ten inches shorter than the other as it he was bad field. and he was still getting open because Ohio State's secondary <laughs> is fucking trash um I, I tweeted out, how the fuck is Jalen Waddle getting open on one good angle? And no one had an answer. Because they weren't paying attention to him. Yeah, because it's not like after he was catching the ball, he was going anywhere. He was hopping out of bounds. Yeah. All right. Um, that'll do it for our national championship game recap. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this game more and more as as the uh, – off season or, or draft season, I guess, wears on. But it is time to kick off our first NFL mock draw, draft, the 1.0. I got ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. Um, Hell? <laughs> I was trying to say draft and 1.0. Well, fuck mock it. Draft. <laughs> what the hell is that? Dude? Uh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Damn. Uh, so we are officially on the clock. Randy has the first pick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Randy, tell me why you're picking Devontae Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. Uh, so <laughs> for the Jaguars, obviously they still don't have a GM technically, I don't think, right? Or do they, they kept a GM? No, they, they got rid of That's him. That's what I thought. So they don't have the GM yet. Um, and the GM obviously has to be happy with the owner being heavily involved in the decisions, apparently. So that's going to be tough. And they don't have a coach yet, even though even today, it sounds like they're trying to wait out Urban Meyer at this point. So, uh, it's hard to kind of fully pick there. And I will say if you're drafting the QB, there's four to five clear top guys in this class. If you're not doing your complete homework on all five of those, no matter what, and you get down with your staff and GM and you figure out and your coach, you figure out who's the best for your system and everything, uh, you're most likely going to be fired within the next three or four years. So with that being said, uh, I still think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence right now. He's still my quarterback one. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> it's fair, happen. man. It's fair. I, I think, I think this is the outcome that everyone expects. And I think if Urban Meyer is the hire, the more I think about it, the more Trevor Lawrence makes much more sense for Urban Meyer. He's in a college offense right now. That's what Urban Meyer is going to want to run. Justin Fields isn't. Justin Fields, uh, neither Zach Wilson really, but Justin Fields is is really the only one in contention for this number one overall pick, in my opinion, uh, other than Trevor Lawrence. But Justin Fields... I've talked about it fucking ad nauseum already, uh, and we're it's only fucking January. Um, but Justin Fields is running a pro style offense, uh, as pro style as it gets in the college game. I mean, he's taking snaps under center. Uh, I don't think Herman Meyer is going to want to do it. I think he's going to run fucking read option RPOs, and um, Trevor Lawrence is going to thrive in that system. So hopefully, they do get Urban. And are, are you taking Trevor with the assumption that they get Urban Meyer? I'm taking Trevor with the assumption that he's going to be my best player. Fair. That's and the the coach won't matter necessarily as of now. If there's a massive schematic thing 
where it has to be fields. It just has to be because Lawrence won't be able to run that system. Then it's different, but I don't see that being a problem. And I, most places aren't going to assume a quarterback that's as, I mean, basically talked up to be a celestial and Trevor Lawrence can't figure out a different scheme. That's the problem, bro. Um, I'm saying the problem. I know. All right. Uh, Number two, I am on the clock with the New York Jets. I already talked about him, but Justin Fields is the pick here. I know you're going to see just a fucking absurd amount of mock drafts that have Zach Wilson at two, and maybe that's what they're hearing uh, from NFL teams. I'm here to tell you that if the pick's not Justin Fields, the pick is a mistake. Uh, my guy Thomas at Thomas CP five one eight on Twitter. Uh, we talk quite a bit about Fields. He's a Jets fan. He's been trying to convince Jets fans that this is a good pick. He just wrote a, a new article. I retweeted it, but go follow him and check it out. Justin Fields is no consolation. It, it's not a consolation prize. It is a prize. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are the two best quarterbacks in this class, and the Jets. As much as Randy and I both still think Sam Darnold can play football, they they can't move forward with Sam Darnold. They just can't. No, in in fairness to Sam Darnold, that he should be allowed a chance somewhere else. Let's yeah. let's have a fresh start for everyone. There's multiple teams that need a quarterback that are kind of out of position to get these guys. Let's let's get Sam Darnold for a second or something to. Uh, the Steelers or football team or so, or the Bears or some shit. Let's let's get Fields to New York and see if he can somehow fix this franchise that probably is going to have Doug Peterson. I'm just with a GM connection. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he views Justin Fields as a backup to start, he'll do great. So it'll be good. <laughs> Uh, all right, man, you're on the clock with the Miami Dolphins from oh, the Houston Texans. Yes, which also could go back to the Houston Texans. We don't know that yet. Oh, For boy. me, is they so they need a wide receiver bad, but it's because they have kind of the same guy in Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, uh, both who can't stay healthy, uh, both who have shown flashes of greatness, uh, but they they kind of need a guy that's different than that, which is why, even though I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the class, I think Devonta Smith is a complete difference from uh, Devonta Parker and Preston Williams, where Jamar Chase is kind of more the same, uh, but better. So with that in mind, I think it's between Devonta Smith and Panay Sewell, who would then most likely kick one of their tackles, Jackson or Hunt, into guard, most likely Hunt. Um, and that would be dominant. And if they have Tua, they'd probably be on the right side still, uh, protect the blind side, let Austin Jackson continue to slowly develop at left tackle. Uh, but I'm going to pick Devonta Smith just to get this wide receiver out of the way, because otherwise <laughs> later you're going to pick one that's not as good as Devonta Smith or closer to Devontae Parker or uh, Preston Williams, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said like three times that I play for half a second. Uh, I'm just going to take the guy that's a difference maker and different than what they have, and it allows them to kind of figure it out down the line with different picks. They don't have to rush. And, yeah. to, and this is a guy that can flourish with Tua. We've already seen it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Tua likes to throw wide open quick, and that's Devonta Smith. So, yeah, we'll see how wide open he is in the NFL. But <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Very much he, agreed. He, I, I, I think he'll succeed. I, I do. <laughs> uh, especially if he gets his college quarterback back. Even though he was better with Mac, Mac Jones, but that's beside the point. All right. Well, uh, beside the point because Tua had two other really good receivers too. That's true. Yeah, very true. All right, I'm on the clock with the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. Uh, Randy, you and I talked about this for a few hours today. Yeah, so the Atlanta Falcons are in a weird spot because, like, uh, I think I've referenced it on the show, but one of my buddies actually put together a list of 4-12 and 12 teams and how they performed in a variety of different statistics, DVOA, things that correlate to wins. And the Atlanta Falcons are the best 4-12 and team in the history of the NFL. Uh, and for that reason, it's very, very difficult to see them picking inside the top five. And even for me... <sighs> Like the the lowest I can see, or the highest I can see them picking in the next few years, as long as Matt Ryan's there and Julio Jones is still kind of playing uh, his few games a year, but that would be ten. I don't think they really crack inside the top ten in the next couple of years. And while I think that quarter, I don't think quarterback is their biggest need. I know that's what everyone's going to list as their biggest need. You and I talked about it. The cap, the dead cap hit after next year for Matt Ryan is $27 million. The dead cap after 2022, so heading into the 2023 season, is still $8 million. It's not a contract they can really get out of um, at, at least early. Like the $8 million, that doesn't matter. They can easily cut ties with him there. But the $27 million, that's a very difficult decision. Do I think that a team might trade for Matt Ryan? Absolutely. I think a guy like Kyle Shanahan would love to have Matt Ryan. Uh, because he's already coached him. But I can't see them picking here ever again, and you don't just pass up on top-tier quarterback prospects. And so I am taking Zach Wilson, even though I don't love it. I don't I don't love it. Yeah, it was, it was a lengthy discussion because this is my point as well, that they're too good a team to be top five, and they're only going to get better this off season, <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're not losing massive pieces. I mean, they're losing uh, a couple good pieces, but like they should be able to rebuild. And there's other like defensive people that make sense and maybe tackle, but that's definitely not their biggest need. So quarterbacks good enough for me. And then you have to pick between the leftover, I guess two to three. <laughs> it's two for me, but yeah, it's, it's two for me as well. Um, well sp- <laughs> Speaking of leftover, the Bengals somehow still get Panay Sewell. I'm not even questioning past that. It's Panay Sewell. That's, <laughs> he deserves it. He is really, really good. Um, they absolutely need the, the offensive line help to keep Joe Burrow healthy. That offensive line was atrocious. Uh, he can go straight to left tackle. Everyone else can fuck off. They'll figure it out. The, I mean, that's, that's plain and simple. He's the best tackle prospect in a little bit here. He should be picked and protect Joe Burrow's blind side uh, when he eventually gets back out on the field. <laughs> yeah. I think the one area we differ 
I think I had Jed Wills and Mackay Becton uh, rated higher than I will have Sewell. But that's partially because he didn't play this year, and I can acknowledge yeah. that. Like that's just if he would have played, he probably would have improved in the few areas that I think he could stand to improve on a little bit. He's still very, very good. Yeah, exactly. All right. Before we get into this Eagles pick, um, our our guys at Mugs Fly Together reached out to us. So they're doing a special right now. They have Eagles hoodies. Um, I think they must be Eagles fans. It makes sense. Fly together. There's a lot going on that I probably could have put this together. I mean, I've talked about the fucking Philly special mug for weeks now. Uh, But then I saw that they have Philadelphia Eagles hoodies, and now it all makes sense to me. So um, shout out to Adam. Go cop one of their freaking hoodies. And it's a Philly special hoodie as well. It's the same design that they have on their mug. Use uh, promo code CUT15. They'll give you 15% off. They're really excited about this, this hoodie promotion. So. Go hit them up the uh, link in the description, like all the links. All the links are going there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> all, all right. Links. Jesus. Uh, obviously, that ties in with the next team picking. I am on the clock for the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is okay. actually a very tough pick. Um, I was listening to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast today where they tried to fix the Eagles. Problem is, they're pretty much unfixable. Uh, they're projected to have negative uh, fifty million in cap this year. Even if they cut every single player, they'd be over the cap. Uh, so they have a lot of contract restructuring to do. They're not going to be able to bring in any marquee free agents, if any free agents at all. Um, and so you look at their team. They have a quarterback battle going on. They just fired Doug Peterson. Uh, this week, and Adam Gase has been linked there. Lincoln Riley's been linked there. Robert Sala has been linked there, which I think would be the best of the hires. Um, it's definitely not Gase. I guess I'll say yeah. that that hasn't worked out for the last two teams. What kind of stupid fuck gives him another head coaching job right now? Well, oh, that's right, yeah. Howie. Yeah, Howie Roseman and uh, Mr. Laurie, but. Yeah, so the Eagles, I I have no idea what direction they're going to go with this pick. I think they could stand to choose Jamar Chase here. I think that's definitely on their board. He should be one of the top players on, on their board. But, you know, I think they have a decent enough defense that they're going to know that their defense is probably going to be how they win. They've got problems on the offensive line. They they don't have a ton of receiver depth, which is why Jamar Chase makes sense. But I also think that putting Patrick Sertain the second with Darius Slay would make for one hell of a secondary or at least one hell of a, a starting point for a secondary. And so I'm going to take Patrick Sertain, and I'm just not going to look back. I'm going to act like the Eagles don't exist now. That's well, that seems kind of rude. Um, it is. Seems actually really rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah, I kind of. I, I assume we're going to get to cover them, and uh, this is going to be one of those picks because, like you said, Jamar Chase makes sense. Um, Certain makes sense. I will say that. Uh, so obviously, Farley depends. There's scheme things there. 
going to have to kind of pick between the two kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think Michael Parsons makes sense there because they've needed linebacker help for God knows forever. Um, so <laughs> them getting some help would make sense. I will say, though, with the whole pass on receiver thing here, you're probably going to get a decent wide receiver in the second to fall to you. So I think you could pass on the round and get some more help, like another guy with less cap. Uh, this also, there's six. Uh, with that kind of cap situation, they may have to trade back. It's... They may physically have to trade back to clear some cap. And that's going to be huge. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say too, uh, Ben Solak, Benjamin Solak broke it down as there's things they can do with the Wentz contract that will create both cap relief and get him off the team, which with the links to Lincoln Riley, I th- I th- I don't I don't fucking know what to think, man. I like, think it's it's one of those teams where we need to get the hire done. Yeah, and see where we go. And like you said, if Salah of those is the best candidate, which I think he probably is, this might go just defense and just say fuck it. So, getting a guy that's clearly an amazing corner makes sense. Um, So, I'm with it. Uh, It does kind of make this pick for the Lions a bit easier for me. Um, I think this is at this board. I think Farley would be cool. Uh, kind of pair him with Okuda for the future. I think they just spent high at that position. They need to move elsewhere this season. Uh, with the contracts there, they don't have a lot of cap space either. I don't know if they can keep Galladay. Uh, they clearly want Galladay. I don't know if they can keep him. Uh, it's kind of the situation with the Bears and Al Robinson as well, where like they had the entire season and the offseason to get the contract done. They could not. Um, uh, their both sides are probably a little peeved off at that. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. So for me, this is between Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons because they need linebacker help for sure. I believe one of them, I can't remember which one, one of them's on contract. Like one of their like four linebackers is a free agent. Uh, none of their linebackers have done anything. So getting a new one would make sense. But I'm going to take Jamar Chase. Uh, if they have Galladay, great. This is incredible pairing. You're not going to have Marvin Jones back, obviously. You're going to have to either pick neither or one of those. Um, and right. if you have to completely rebuild the wide receiver room, Jamar Chase is the best place to start as any. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate the pick at all. I think it's kind of going to end up being, you know, I think Jamar Chase has a lot of similarities similarities to uh, Kenny Galladay, too. I think they. <laughs> They went at the catch point really well. Um, it sucks that we haven't seen Jamar Chase play since he, you know, broke a bunch of fucking records. But yeah, um, See, that's like I think there is a lot of comparable things there. I just think he's he's already at Galladay's level to me, or may, yeah. at worst slightly below. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing. That's fair. All right. Put them um, together with Stafford and Hawkinson and Swift. Oh. The fantasy yeah. fantasy's tingling, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they should draft another fucking receiver. No, they need to draft defense too. <laughs> they need defense um, but I've done giving them offense. Yes. Um all right. I'm on the clock for the Panthers. I know a lot of Panthers fans listen to this podcast, so I don't want to mess this up. I know 
Micah Parsons is top of your wish list. Uh, but I know that Teddy Bridgewater kind of kind of ass. Uh, n- not ass. Second, second half. Second half. He he was great to start. Yes. However, he's on a bridge quarterback deal. He really played up to his name. Okay. Um, yeah, you knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, he, he is he is being treated as a bridge quarterback as he should, and I think the quarterback that makes the most sense in Matt Rule's system is probably Kyle Trask. No, I'm just fucking kidding. It's Trey Lance. Of course, it's Trey Lance. Trey Lance is my quarterback three. Um, I, I do have him over Zach Wilson at this point. Trey Lance's ceiling is somewhere. Uh, I. I don't I don't know. It's like on the fucking moon. The kid's fucking great. He has a, a lot of issues to work on. Um he's he's a very raw prospect, but if there's one team that I think can maximize what Trey Lance does, it's Matt Rule and the Panthers. Now this is kind of hoping that Joe Brady is there for another season. Uh I know Joe Brady is getting head coaching interest and he'd be stupid to turn it down, but uh yeah, Trey Lance to the Panthers. Don't look back. Give DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, wow. and hopefully they can bring back Curtis Samuel, uh, quarterback of the future. Yeah, you're really just breaking people's hearts, but it does make perfect sense, and it helps me out. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you're gonna take Mike Parsons? Not necessarily. First off, second off, wow. if Trey Lance is there for the Broncos. I think that is where I would stop the consideration for the quarterback in the first round for them because uh, I don't necessarily like Mac Jones over Drew Locke. Obviously, I have more faith in Drew Locke than a lot of people, um, but I just don't see it as a big upgrade, and you're paying more for him. So, I, you know, if Lance yeah. was there, I think I would give it the shot probably. But because he's gone, because he's gone, I can now take either Caleb Farley or Micah Parsons, where they definitely need linebacker help. They they technically need edge, but you're going to bring Von Miller back. He's most likely going to be 100% of what he is. He's getting older, but I'll have faith in that. Um, but their linebackers aren't great. They probably won't be able to bring back A.J. Bouye. Uh, if they do, that's going to be most of their cap money there. They need to try and bring back Justin Simmons. So. Let's give him Caleb Farley and say, fuck A.J. Bouye. Get Simmons back. Get Farley. Stick with Locke. Let's get a year with all the offensive weapons for Locke. If he doesn't pan out, I mean, that sucks. But you can do this down the lane. You don't have to do Mac Jones here. You just no, don't. You and don't. He's you uh, Caleb Farley uh, makes an immediate impact. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, you, you were wrong. <laughs> what's that? Uh, no, so I I started looking at um, the my next pick, the the Dallas Cowboys, um, because <laughs> this this is another tough one. I I chose the tough the tough uh, side the side of things. The oh, number two. You, you didn't choose this. I I asked. For the first pick, so we could just yeah. have Lawrence at one for this one, even though you would probably give him Lawrence most max, no matter what you like. 
you're still yeah. understandable what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, damn man, that the reason I started looking it up is because once you said who you were taking, that's who I was taking. Uh, that's oh, kind of, that's kind of who that I, I took him. But yeah, I, it's a toss up between the two for me for the Broncos. Um, but because of the loss of Bouye, I think Farley makes the most sense. Yeah. Man, do I go all right, we're we're putting this up to vote. Do I go <laughs> do I go with my board or do I go with a consensus pick here? It's well, not an out, outlandish thing, I promise. So well, why don't you I mean, are you between two people? Like I could I'm allowed to help. You that's know, true. Right? <laughs> that is true. All right, so uh pick number ten. Dallas Cowboys, they need an edge rusher. They're losing a couple. They need corners. They need safeties. They they can't draft offense here. Uh, I am looking solely at edge rusher. Um, I think consensus would be Quiddy Pay. I or Gregory Rousseau still. Um, however, my board will have it two other guys ahead of both of those guys. So I have Aziz Ojolari as my edge one. And I have Joseph Osai as my edge too. So I will say they, I believe most likely are going to have Alden Smith back as well. They will. Um, so maybe I know Quiddy Pay and Rousseau both uh, more than the other two. Uh, well, I guess uh, I'll point this to you, but um, on third downs, um, obvious pass rush i think they would bring in alden smith so is there one of these four that you think would be better to kick into like a three tech d tackle uh to pair with what is it gallimore uh to to have three intense edge rushers and a power guy to stop it as well so is there one that one that could play both if needed kind of thing well, and here's the thing with that. I mean, Rousseau, that's kind of he played three tech. He there were snaps that he was playing one tech just because he's so fucking long. And yeah. and I think that his versatility is gonna keep him high on draft boards. I did fail to put him in my first written mock draft, uh, because I was kind of relying on my board and I kind of forgot that Gregory Rousseau was still getting first round buzz. Um, I don't have a high grade on him. I think he's He's as raw as they come as pass rushers, but I mean, it still came out to double-digit sacks um, in his first like real playing time uh, two years ago or last last year, I guess. He did, he obviously opted out. I'm gonna go with Gregory Rousseau here, man. I just talked myself into it because you're right. I think if Alden Smith's there, they need a guy that can be a little more versatile and just fucking take up space. That's their main problem is they don't take up enough space. That's exactly what Rousseau does. So you're on Rousseau? Yeah. New York Giants. Uh-huh. Well, um, I didn't think you'd actually go him. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, but for the Giants, ironically, they need edge corner and linebacker and wide receiver. So I guess that is kind of a thing. So 
for me, I guess it's between Quiddy Pay and Micah Parsons. I am actually going to have this as the stop of the quote unquote slide of Micah Parsons. I think he's a crazy talented linebacker that does need to. If he played all year, I think a lot of questions for him would have been gone. Um, he does need to improve in pass coverage, but I don't think it's like he's a liability out there. He's definitely a linebacker you need on the field all three downs with that elite speed at the position that is today's linebacker. So um, I'm going to go Michael Parsons for the Giants, which is a position a lot of people thought they would pick last year. That's very true. All right. That's fun. Um, all right. So I'm on the clock again. Another another difficult selection. So I think I think the easy selection here is if Patrick Sertain falls, he has a perfect scheme fit for the San Francisco 49ers. I think JC Horn could play in that scheme. Uh, it sounds like Richard Sherman will not be back for the 49ers next year. They're going to have a need at corner. Um, but they also have some other needs. I mean, they have offensive line needs. They really could stand to get two guards. Um, and for that, am I, am I going to do that? I don't know if I'm going to do that. Well, so, so I was going to say their, their biggest free agents, uh, is Kyle Eustick. I mean, I'm just kidding, but, uh, <laughs> Trent Williams, they have to, I mean, they're traded for him to bring him back. Um, Sherman is huge if they can. Solomon Thomas is actually a free agent as well. So Edge is a need. Even though he's kind of back and forth and what's good and what's not. They actually have a lot of secondary players in free agency. I do believe they're bringing all the cheap ones back because they did play well. Um, yeah. But and like Jason Verrett was making like a million dollars and he played well above that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, he's gonna get a bad extension. Um, good notes. So it actually jarred my memory that in my mock draft, my first mock, I gave them, I believe, Aziz Ojolari. Uh, I do think that their need at edge is is pretty pressing. But you know what? I think I'm gonna go a different way here, and I'm gonna go with Christian Darasaw to replace okay. Trent Williams. I think that Darasaw is exactly what they'll be looking for and just a dude that can fucking maul, uh, which is what Trent Williams does. So. Who's the right tackle right now? Why am I drawing a blank? I do not know. <laughs> Kill me. Um, I'll check it out quick. But, I don't have enough um, screens. That's what I'm learning. I don't have enough screens. Up. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember. I just know it's Trent Williams. Is it? Um, McGlinchey. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean he's gonna stick to the right side, and he hasn't really. I mean he's played, he's played well. Um, I think they could stand to upgrade that. I think they could stand to well, upgrade all of their interior line. Yeah, pieces. well, you already picked Darisol. That's the pick. Um, yeah. but I will say, do you think Darisol could play guard for a year? Um, you know, I think if that's what they're looking for, I think they take Slater instead, because I do think Slater, I know 
it sucks when you say, oh, this good tackle could move inside. Yeah, because 90% of them can. It doesn't, but guard, but guards can't move to tackle. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> and, but I think that the versatility is kind of important. Um, yeah. So, but I think Derrissaw could probably stand, you know, he could do it. Of course he could. They could figure it out. Plus, it gives them. And obviously, by then, we should know about Trent Williams, and maybe that does become Slater. But for now, it's Darisol for the fact that he could probably do both, but we, we'll see. Uh, Charger, for me, they they don't have a ton of cap uh, comparative to what their free agents are. And their probably biggest name free agent is Hunter Henry. And... You have Do a rookie it. quarterback deal. You have Allen, who's on his contract. I don't remember how long that goes, but I know Mike Williams' contract is up soon. Uh, Hunter Henry is going to demand a good amount, uh, I would say at or above or very close to what Austin Hooper got because he's very good when he's on the field. So for that reason, I'm going to give him Kyle Pitts, who's kind of a best of both worlds between Hunter Henry and Mike Williams. Uh, so it does give him leverage with Mike Williams down the road. It gives him a free up of cap. Maybe this means that they can uh, bring back Melvin Ingram. Uh, not, not a cheaper price, but not a peak market value maybe. And that's the thing. with If, it, if this cap dips as low as some places believe for this next year, there's a lot of people that are going to be taking cheap contracts because they just have to play. They want money, and teams can't afford you. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to be taking a, a kind of a pay cut, uh, and he's aging out at a position that's getting younger and quicker, and he's kind of more of a stand-up edge. So maybe the new DC doesn't fit with that perfectly, but I'm going to take Kyle Pitts because he's an absolute monster. This this guy is. Unreal. He's a tight end, yes, but he's almost positionless. He's everything people want Evan Ingram to be. Yes. And he's, Evan Ingram is not that. But he's not, he's not. I yeah. was hoping you would take him. I did see a, a mock today. I forget who it was, maybe Brugler's latest, where he gave the Giants Kyle Pitts, and Giants fans were very unhappy. I think that it makes sense, and so does the Cowboys. Um doesn't for the for uh the Broncos or uh, the 49ers, but it does make sense for even like the Panthers. It makes sense. It does because he's an absolute game changer in a system that needs a tight end, but he fell all the way to 13. He wasn't getting past 15. I'll take him at 13. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Uh, You brought up that he's just a a beast and a monster. And so I'm going to give the Minnesota Vikings at pick number 14, a beast and a monster. And the defensive MVP of the national championship game, Christian Barmore. Um, Randy, you and I have been talking about, um, (laughs) I'm so sorry, how this isn't a strong interior defensive line class. I I think there's probably going to be two first-round grades for me uh, across the board, unless I find a gem somewhere later. Uh, But right now, there's two guys. It's Christian Barmore, it's Davion Nixon. I think what the Vikings wow. need most. Um, yeah, I like Nixon a lot. Um, and I think I have seconds on the rest of them. But um, 
with Barmore, I mean, I think he kind of fits what the Vikings are going to be doing now. That's kind of up in the air because they just lost their defensive coordinator. Who the fuck was their defensive coordinator? Why am I blanking on it? Uh, old man, he, he retired. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I just Kubiak. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, so he think. he decided to <laughs> retire, uh, which good for him. Uh, but I don't know what the defensive identity is going to look like. Uh, I kind of think Zimmer is going to call the shots, and if Zimmer's calling the shots, they need a guy like Christian Barmore. Yeah, dude, I'm not happy. Uh, there's multiple teams for me because I have the odds, obviously, that Barmore would be incredible for. I think this next one, even as early as the Patriots, makes sense. Uh, yeah. But I, I think at 17, the Raiders makes a ton of sense for Barmore. Yeah. They have been begging for an interior D lineman to really step it up and get a pass rush. I will say, with our new defensive coordinator, who was the Chargers, uh, they do kind of have the full-on 4-3 edge rusher there, uh, so they need to kind of fix everywhere else now with Max Crosby, that is. But for yeah. the Patriots, what has been left to them? Uh, they they need a quarterback, let's be real. Um, but do I think uh, an aging Belichick takes a shot on Mac Jones when he could take a shot on Sam Darnold? No, I don't. I think he takes Darnold in that scenario every time. Uh, so that kicks it to linebacker edge, wide receiver D tackle. You took the only D tackle I have to consider. So now it's linebacker wide receiver. Um, I think Awusaquara is an amazing linebacker that would fit here perfectly. I think Ojalare and Kripe both fit. The Patriots scheme perfectly, and then you can kind of pick your poison at wide receiver. I am going to do that. I'm going to pick my poison at wide receiver because Bill Belichick cannot scout receivers. I'm going to do it for him. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, Hell yeah! Your receivers on this Patriots roster don't matter. None of them matter. <laughs> Julian Edelman has done a lot for that organization. He's aging. He's always hurt. I don't even know what his contract situation is for this year. They'll figure it out with him. He might be back. But Nikhil Harry's done nothing. Uh, he's had multiple times to show any kind of improvement. Jacoby Myers kind of stood out around here. He's more of a slot guy. Let's just get, in our, in your opinion, could be the best receiver. And me, he's top three, no matter how this shakes out. I'll take Bateman to the Patriots. Just start anew with hopefully Darnold or whoever. I just don't think he, quote-unquote, reaches for Mac Jones at 15. I know a lot of people, a lot of smart people in this industry think and know Mac Jones is going earlier than people think. I think that would be because of a trade, most likely. We're not doing trades. For that reason, I'm going to take Bateman and call it a day and hopefully help this offense somewhat. Because <laughs> yeah. it was inept. It's very bad. Um, I think I think they're a prime location for a Wentz trade as well. I think yeah, he fits what they are gonna try to do, whatever that may be. Um, all right, on to the Cardinals, uh, where they just have a fuck ton of needs. Uh, for a team that won so many games, they they really 
needed to make the playoffs this year. Um, but so let me just read you the list of, of free agents, just the top ones. Uh, Patrick Peterson, unrestricted. Larry Fitzgerald, going to retire, hopefully. Kenyon Drake, Devondre Campbell, Marcus Golden, Corey Peters, Hassan Reddick, uh, both their kicker and their punter. Oh, my God. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, Kelvin Beecham, Jonathan Joseph. Um, holy. F- uh, there was one more. Dan Arnold, uh, Trent yeah. Sherfield. Like, so, so basically, for the Cardinals, I envision them getting back every cheaper free agent of theirs. Yeah. Um, it's like Patrick Peterson, and I don't think they'll pay for Reddick. Um, nope. But Gerald's obviously, he's either coming back on a cheap deal or he's retired. I mean, that's he's not going somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, no, ma- no matter how it'd be kind of cool if he was like a chief and gets a ring or some shit, but it, he's gonna come back if he's playing. So. I I mean, uh, and the Kenyon Drake's an obvious one because they gave a transition tag last year because they weren't sure he's the back. And I don't think he did enough to really say, hey, we should spend all this money on him uh, instead of drafting another guy in the third or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do think they have offensive line needs. Um, I think they had those no matter what. I think drafting for need here is is a little risky too because Jalen Waddle's sitting there and in losing Larry Fitzgerald, do they really think that Christian Kirk is the answer as the wide receiver too? Um giving and, and they use as many receivers as anyone else. And Andy Isabella hasn't shown us anything. No, no one has there. I know. Um, but also, they have needs, drastic needs at corner. Um, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get fucking weird, and I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle. I convinced myself to do it. Okay. All right. Uh, That's not who I thought you were going. I'm glad you took him, though. I was not going to take him. <laughs> I was just gonna avoid his ass like the plague. I- <laughs> That's fine. Especially, oh yeah, because Raiders are next. <laughs> oh yeah, well he's not going to be a Raider. I can tell you that. All right. Well, insane. for the Raiders, uh, major needs: a rusty tackle, too bad. Corner, I think that's a huge shout here. Linebacker, just a real like, they just need like the dominant linebacker. Like they have they they brought in pieces that work, but they need another guy there to kind of take over. Um, they need a guard bad. Uh, they're going to most likely either have to get rid of incognito or he's retiring. And that was their major hole this season. So that's a thing. And they need, they need a dominant edge. And this is what I was kind of bringing up. So with their D coordinator hired, he likes to have a standard four, three edge and kind of like a three, four can also be a four, three edge linebacker or edge rusher on the other side of him. So <laughs> they don't have that. <laughs> they have Carl Nassib and Clell and Farrell, who I will say Clell and Farrell did kind of show up and Nassib did on occasion. Uh, but obviously Max Crosby is the standard 4-3 guy that you're going to bank around. So I do think Pay or Ushalari is a great play here, but I 
just knowing how fucking awful and putrid that secondary is, I cannot let J.C. Horn go past here. I just can't. <laughs> they need him so goddamn bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that... See, the problem is they've invested so much at the top end of the draft, and it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, David Arnett was pretty bad this year. I, But so, like, he showed flashes... But it was more in like, in like press and like tackling, like the coverage he struggled in. He also had a club most of the season, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I mean, in the infamous give up your playoff spot play, they were in cover two defense, and the corner on the cover two side of that was him. Yeah, <laughs> he he's the one that stopped. So. It's all, it's all been bad. Um, so, they, so basically, everyone I listed there, perfect fit, honestly. Even, I think, Alicia Vera Tucker would be a smart pick because uh, he's a tackle that easily is most likely going to be a guard. So you get cheaper on that offensive line that's taking a ton of money. Um, and it makes complete sense. But <laughs> your offense wasn't a fucking problem. <laughs> so I'm not spending the first-round pick on the offense. No. Um, okay, I'm back on the clock with Miami Dolphins. Uh, Smith. I know, yeah. I it w- If I didn't take Waddle with the last pick, I f- felt like I was going to get a little wild and give Bama, or yeah, give Bama, give <laughs> Tua his, give Tua Bama, essentially. Um, but now I'm not going to do that because Jalen Waddle is gone. Um, I could give him Najee Harris. I think it's actually a pick that makes sense, but it's a little rich for running back, especially when they have a running back that's capable and there's a ton of free agents. They're going to sign someone. Yeah, and it's clear that the Dolphins don't value value the position um, because yeah. they they proved that by getting Rita and Howard last season instead of drafting one of the running backs. While they could draft a running back, I don't think they spend the first at least either of them on them. I almost want to say not the second either. Yeah. So, but he, yeah. he definitely makes sense. <laughs> He'd be absolutely perfect for them. And I think if, if they're really going to stand behind Tua, which I, I'm not convinced they are. I think if Deshaun Watson, if they can get a trade done for Deshaun Watson, I think they pull the trigger with ease and they give up whatever the fuck they need to. But in this case, uh, they are going to, start to beef up that offensive line. I know they drafted like four of them last year, but none of them really made an impact. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say they were all awful. I think Hunt flashed. I think um, uh, fucking f- big fat boy from Oklahoma, uh, Solomon Kinley. Uh, I think he has potential still. He, he was a thick motherfucker. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fat thick boy. Okay. All right. Sorry. Fuck. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna give them uh Samuel Cosme. I think okay. uh I think there's a lot of buzz around Rashawn Slater being potentially the first tackle off the board. Oh. I am one that just does not see it. I think he's solid. He's he's got really good balance um and he's able to kind of win with his hands but i think he is a little bit undersized and i don't know that they're going to want to put 
an undersized tackle on Tua Tagovailoa's blind side. So I'm going to go get the biggest motherfucker I can, who I think is much less a project than most people. I have Samuel Cosme as my um, offensive tackle three this year. I have him comfortably above Rashawn Slater. I think you you can't teach size, uh, and he's already a beast in the run game. He needs some work with his pass sets, but he'll get there. That's that's why they draft tackles to train them. Yeah, train them up. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. Obviously, like they were in consideration for so what three for me. So getting, uh, uh, I mean, it's a downgrade at tackle, but is it? A whirlwind of a downgrade? No. Uh, so it makes complete sense to me. Uh, I think Edge would have been great there as well. Now we get tough for me. Because now we have Washington. They uh, technically need a tackle. They technically need a guard. Uh, they need linebacker help. They need a uh, quarterback. Uh, um, they need... Mac Jones. I... I think Mac Jones makes sense. I'll say that. But I think this is a team, yet another team that I think goes with the veteran. I just do. You have Rivera, who clearly is favoring the veterans over the rookies or the young guys, whether that was character or whatever. I still think that's what he's shown. I wouldn't be shocked if Cam's here uh, with another veteran to compete for the position. So. I'm going to avoid quarterback, actually, for this pick, technically, um, which okay. makes it tough. <laughs> um, because of that, <laughs> I am... Damn. It's just rough. It's, it's, it's tough. I really like had like a couple things here now, but I talked myself out of it. I'm going to go Jeremiah Owuzakaro. That's that's where I'm going with. They need linebacker help. They really do. Um, they're really a good quarterback away, and a couple defensive help and some line help. You know, another receiver. Like they're not far off. They're really not. So I'm gonna give them what could be the best all around linebacker in the class. Yeah, I like who was Coromo, Cor- dude. He's he's good. Um, he's. He's very, very versatile, and I think, yeah. I think that pick makes sense. I think they do need help on offense, though, man. I, I do, yeah. but again, it. I just I, with Rivera, it's the same thing with Belichick. I just have a feeling that it could be very, very wrong. But I have a feeling as of right now, they're gonna go with a veteran, yeah. and that's and they're and they're very much in contention for Watson if he's on the trade or Wentz. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things or Donald yeah alright I know Bears fans will fucking annihilate me if I give them Mac Jones aka Mitchell Trubisky 2.0 except not as no, good yeah except not as good Um, so I actually don't think they're going to pick him anyway I think they are going to consider getting Trubisky back on a cheap deal I think they're going to uh, consider Jameis. I think they're going to consider Cam since they fucked it up before. I don't, I think, you know, like you've said, I think that there's too many veterans that need jobs that we're not going to see the big premium on 
quarterbacks. I think we may have if Desmond Ritter declared. I think I think he would have pushed to people would are going to be in love with his tools. But uh, so I am taking Elijah Vera Tucker, and they they need to build through fucking David Montgomery. That's the number one priority. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to get push in the run game. They have just an absurdly bad offensive line. They're, the metrics don't reflect that, uh, but they just let people into the backfield for no fucking reason all year. So, Bear Tucker will fix that, hopefully. Yep. Um, and now we go to the Colts, who, uh, again, uh, they could go young quarterback. Clearly, the veteran works for them, but it didn't work as well as they could have, even though that was one of Rivers' best games was in the playoffs. So props to him there. I do think he retires, in my opinion, he should. Um, so I will say Mac Jones, again, makes sense. I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it later. I probably will. But they need edge help, um, and they need offensive. They need a tackle. They could use a corner. They could use a receiver. With these two edges left, I'm going to give them uh, Quiddy Pay. I think he fits what they want. I okay. think I think Ojalare is also a great pick for them. I think Rashad Slater is an amazing pick for them. So they definitely need help with tackle. But I'm going to go with Quiddy Pay. Call it a day. Uh, let you get fucked over on the Titans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, Quiddy Pay was definitely my pick. I think he's the best fit for what the Titans do on defense. I think the Titans are going to continue doing what they do on defense, hopefully better, uh, and with a better pass rush. For that, even though Pay just came off the board, I like Ojolari better anyway, and I think that if Ojolari's sitting there and Pay is not, I think the Titans won't hesitate to get that card in. So uh, Ojolari, dude has crazy bend. We saw what he can do uh, in his bowl game against Cincinnati where he... He sealed the win. He was the MVP of that game. I don't know if he actually yep. won MVP, um, but he should have because he was fucking good. So, uh, Aziz Ojolari to the Tennessee Titans. And I do like that narrative that they pick back to back division rivals, and now they both take edges. They each take one, and we'll get to see who ends up winning the debate. So, I like it. Um, yes. Moving to the Jets, they got Justin Fields. Uh, the slide for Slater is completely over. He's going to the Jets. They need offensive line help. Uh, they got Becton. Slater can play right tackle. He can play a guard. I don't give a shit. They need offensive line help. They could use weapons. I get it. They need defensive help. An edge would have been great. Two just went, though. Uh, so I'm not not going another one right now. Maybe in a second here. But I'm going to go Slater. And it also fucks over the Steelers who need tackle anyway. So fuck them. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Yes, they do. Um, and could it be? <laughs> you know, I, so the Steelers, they're probably going to lose Bud Dupree this year. Yeah. Um, but Alex Highsmith really stepped up because he's a stud, and I, I told everyone that last year. That's, that's my one draft vic- I mean, I have a lot of victory laps because I'm an asshole. But that's a, a draft victory lap I, I am proud of uh, because of how low most people were on Alex Highsmith. So for that, I don't think that they're going to draft anyone as a Bud Dupree replacement because I think they already have him in Alex Highsmith. Yeah. 
you know, it's not a deep edge class, but you could still get a guy to help later. For sure. Uh, but what I'm going to do is get real fucking funky. Like I okay. did multiple times last year, putting a running back oh, no. in. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's it's happening. Najee Harris, 24. Oh. Um, I, th- I think this is something we're going to see this year. I think you've got teams that have needs at running back. You have a ton of free agent running backs, but because the market's so saturated, and I talked about this last year, and it didn't fucking happen until the last pick. Shout out to the Chiefs for taking Clyde um, for making me not sound stupid. There's always going to be one running back in the first round, and I think the Steelers realize that their identity is running the fucking football. Najee Harris is going to do that for them. He is the perfect Pittsburgh Steelers running back. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> Neither do I. They, but see, they they do need O line to make that possible. So I will say, I you already took him. I'm taking him. I just don't like it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I'm actually back on the clock for the Jacksonville Jaguars, possibly the urban-led <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars that got the celestial being of Trevor Lawrence at one. Uh, they The next biggest needs for them, uh, they could use a corner to uh, kind of bolster that a bit. Uh, they could use safety, but I, I think you kind of wait on those two. So then we're down to offensive line help slightly, tight end, edge, and linebacker. And that's where we're going to get a little tricky here because a linebacker that's worth 25 isn't there, in my opinion, unless it's Xavion Collins, who is also an edge threat. Uh, so I think that makes perfect sense for them. But this is tough because I do think... I think if they try and wait till the second round or the tight end, I think it's gone. Yeah. So I think Fryermuth makes sense. I think getting a receiver makes sense. Um, damn, this is oh, an O line definitely makes sense if you go Eichenberg or Mayfield here. Hell, I hate this, <laughs> and it sucks because I don't want to take. I'm going to take Xavier Collins. I don't want to take him. Um, yeah, because he's most likely the Browns pick next for you if he's on the board. But I have because mm-hmm. he fits linebacker and edge. They need both. They'll be able to figure it out. I can't just not take him because I think the Browns he'd be good with them. <laughs> yeah, I just have to take him. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, so I don't. <laughs> I I've, I don't know if you can hear my clicks on the thing when I click my mouse. I was trying to fucking find who I'm picking for the Browns. Uh, I don't think Andrew Barry nor Kevin Stefanski are going to value linebacker. I really don't. I think, I think they've got a decent linebacking room right now uh, that have performed well up to their standards, obviously could always use an upgrade. And I think they're going to be losing someone. Um, what I definitely know is that Olivier Vernon's gone. Uh, Outside of Miles Garrett, the Browns really don't have a good um, edge rusher. They they have Ogunjobi that can get in the backfield. They have Jordan Elliott that can kind of get in the backfield. But I haven't – I'll tell you what. Olivier Vernon is the only person I've seen get a sack in the last 
six weeks. And now he's out with the torn Achilles and he's a free agent. So now I'm yeah, staring. To, uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, I will say uh, Ogan Joby is actually a free agent as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the uh, interior defensive line is also a need, but now I'm looking at the edge rushers available, and it's just not. I mean, Joseph Osai is phenomenal. He's he's one away. Yeah. So that's Jason Alway. I think. I think he fits better. I think Joseph Osai has a specific skill set that doesn't really fit what the Browns do. Um, and so I'm going to take Alway. Jason Alway. Yeah. If Collins is there, are you picking him there? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Because I, I mean, I, I would consider Baron Browning there. I know that's a hot take right now. People say Baron Browning's not a first rounder. He is. I mean, the kid can fucking cover. And that's, that's the main thing that the Browns need out of their linebackers is coverage. Uh, but I'm going to go with Jason Alway and hope that he can fill the Olivier Vernon role. Okay, that gives me the Buccaneers at 27. As of now, um, we'll talk about the playoff matchups in, uh, <laughs> in our article that will come out to continue that competition between us. But the Buccaneers, they really need... They could use an heir apparent. I will say that. Uh, they could use a backup to Brady, who, <laughs> who I think is coming back. Um, he wants to come back. But, you know, he's still in the chance for a Super Bowl. There's always that narrative. You win. You would then have fucking seven. He might just, he won without Belichick. He won on his own. He might call it quits after that. You know, it's possible. That's um, true. So Mac Jones makes perfect sense. They need edge and D tackle. They uh, they need it. <laughs> I mean, they really could use a side. I really think that's a good pick. Um, and all the ones I was kind of practicing, I'm not going to lie, if he fell this far, Barrymore was never getting past 27. You put him with a Vita Vea, and that's the most scary D tackle combination I could ever think of. Um, <laughs> So that sucks for them, but they do, I think, need a tackle. So I think it's between Osai and I'm going to say Eichenberg for right now. I think him and Mayfield and Leatherwood are all kind of close. Yeah. Um, Don't sleep on my boy Tevin Jenkins. He could get, uh, I, and obviously I'm, not, I'm obviously not like 15 tackles deep right now. Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going Liam Eikenberg. I'm going you protect Brady at all costs. <laughs> that is that is fucking glorious because there's not a better pick for the Baltimore Ravens than Joseph Osai. I think Pat Fryermuth is a really good shout uh, because I think that the Ravens offense is desperately in need of that tight end, too, that really allowed Lamar to fuck around. So um, there's, no, there's no wide receiver that could tempt you here? There are, but because of the top ones that we like, they're not getting them next round. You're right, but Matthew Judon, Yannick Ngakwe, Derek Wolf, Tyus Bowser, Pernell McPhee, outside linebacker, edge guys that are all free agents. I just, they're not going to be able to retain all of them. I think they're going to look at that as a strength and they're going to make a strength a stronger strength. Um, 
And I think they're going to go with Osai. I, I do think that uh, Terrace Marshall makes sense here. I think um, anyone that's above, uh, yeah, anyone that's above six foot would be good for them. Uh, so, like a guy like Darius Tony or Rondell Moore. Uh, I mean, Kadarius is like six foot, I think. But Aminrod does make sense. Tylen Wallace makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I know that's he he that's that's rich for Tylen. I think Terrace Marshall is probably the the pick if I was going offense. But I think they decide Joseph Osai. If if Joseph Osai is there, it's a steal. I think that's kind of also bottom line. All right. Well, we get to the Saints who. For a second straight year, need a fucking linebacker. Um, yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, but uh, I'm not picking one here. Maybe in a couple picks, not right now. So that leaves it. Oh, let's. I mean, let me double check. Wait, that would leave it. I guess if there's a chance your Cook is leaving, maybe Fryermuth. Um, I think possibly. So. I was going to say, I think this is then between a wide receiver, because they need a two. They do. I didn't mean to rhyme. Um, <laughs> but I don't think after yesterday for us, two days ago for our listeners, after his consistent performance, I don't think I can let Mac Jones go out of the first, and I don't see where he would get picked besides this pick left. So I'm picking Mac Jones for the Saints. Uh, this way, you've already decided you're keeping Taysom fucking Hill. Um, you can have your little fun experiment for a season. Good Lord. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> there's talks of them bringing back Jameis as well on a cheaper deal. Does he do two cheaper deals when there's multiple teams that will be looking for a veteran quarterback and will take the shot on him most likely for the same price? And he doesn't have to deal with Taysom Hill? <laughs> He might, I mean, he could go to Washington and have to beat out uh, Alex Smith or <laughs> uh, Kyle Allen. I think that's fair. So I'll give the Saints Mac Jones so they can let Winston walk and breathe. Uh, hopefully he gets picked up somewhere and does some good things. I love Winston. Uh, but this way, you got a quarterback for the future. He's consistent. He throws the ball quick like Breeze. And he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. You have to scheme around his flaws because there are massive flaws for him. Yeah. Um, but you can sit him for a season. You could at this scenario, and you can do this full on Taysom Hill garbage and hope it works. And he's a good, he's going to be a good phase of quarterback, Taysom Hill. But, and he was winning games, but he will get figured out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he already did. He I got know. figured out. After. He got figured out in all the games that he didn't play the Falcons, but. Exactly. Besides the point. Yeah, Mac Jones is a good pick, dude. Um, I think that's that's a perfect day or debris. Buffalo Bills up next. Trey Smith, uh offensive guard out of Tennessee. Uh this kid I talked about a mauler with Christian Darisaw. Trey Smith is the fucking definition of a mauler. I remember because we thought he was coming out last year. I remember watching just some just some highlight tape before I got like deep into his tape and oh my god like this dude will annihilate you in the run game the buffalo bills need someone like that they need a good pass protector and trey smith's okay at that Uh, i think trey smith is actually coming out to be my offensive guard number one and to get that 
level of a prospect at the 30th overall pick, I think the Buffalo Bills jump on it. So, so you're not taking Wyatt Davis is what you're telling. I'm not. I also, I mean, we talked about it. I kind of think Wyatt Davis might go back to school with that injury. Um, okay. Well, Trey Smith it is. Um, <laughs> and so could uh, Deontay Brown, but we'll see. Um, thick boy. Big thick boy. Okay, so that gives me the Packers for my last pick. Uh, offensive tackle, for sure. Wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker would have to be the biggest ones for me. If you can't figure the fuck out Aaron Jones, running back would be a big one here. Um, fuck, dude. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, offensive tackle, it's got to be, for me, Mayfield or Leatherwood. Um, yeah, I like Leatherwood, I think. Defense, Bolton, makes sense to me. Um, corner, it would either be Kendrick or Stokes. And I'm not uh, really... I mean, they're going to probably go in the first, but I'm not ultra sure on either of them. So... Oh, God. This is going to come down. Okay, so let's go. It's either Bolton. <laughs> Uh, Mayfield or Chris Olave. What about Terrence Marshall? Chris Olave. Um, Is that your pick? I I think I would pick him for them over Marshall or St. Brown, just because I think it's different than Devontae Adams. Uh, I think Olave is the clear best route runner of those three, so he's going to get open no matter what. He's going to go against quarterback twos and kind of dominate. And he does win at the catch point, but I mean, if you give Rodgers a guy that's always open <laughs> uh, when he already throws open Devontae Adams, not that Devontae Adams not always open always as well, uh, but he gets a lot of attention because he's an absolute god out there. I'm going to go Olave. I just am. I, I think, I think grade-wise, the other guys might get ahead of him. Um, especially a guy like Rondell Moore, maybe, but just pure change of the game for what they do on offense right now. I'm going to go Olave. Yeah, I don't hate it, man. Um, I think it makes some sense. I think picking Aminra would be weird with EQ there, uh, and also <laughs> a free agent. So he would be, yeah. I mean, that would be incentive to sign his brother, but, uh, all right, man. Um, you get to finish with a tough one. I do. And it's not that tough after looking at the unrestricted free agent list and seeing Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. They have a need at wide receiver. I think the sexy pick uh, right now, at least, would be Kadarius Tony because they, they love their fast, uh, gadgety wide receivers. But in losing the two guys that don't do that and still having McCole Hardman, I think this pick boils down to Terrace Marshall or Amon-Ra. I'm going to go with Amon-Ra uh, because I, I think Amon-Ra is a better wide receiver than Terrace Marshall, and I think that that's you're essentially giving uh, Patrick Mahomes a Juju Smith-Schuster-level player, except... Better at the catch point, probably better route runner, 
quicker. Uh, that so obviously that's my my view of Amon Ra. So we get him to the Chiefs, and the Browns lose again next year. <laughs> they'll lose this year. All right, man. Yeah, we... I, mean, I like it. I do for the Chiefs. I think offensive line was a huge need for them as well. Um, so I I think Wyatt Davis makes sense. I think um, what was it? Mayfield makes sense and Leatherwood, but. Oh, fuck it. Give him another weapon on offense. Just fuck it, right? Yeah, honestly. All right, let's read through the entire mock draft, and then we'll get out of here because we've gone pretty long tonight. But that's okay. First mock draft. We were excited as fuck, and there's going to be more of these. Um. So, all right, number one, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Two, New York Jets selected Justin Fields. Three, the Dolphins took Devontae Smith. Four, Atlanta Falcons took Zach Wilson. Five, Cincinnati Bengals took... Uh, Penny Sewell. Six, the Eagles took Patrick Sertain. Seven, the Lions took Jamar Chase. Eight, the Carolina Panthers selected Trey Lance. Nine, the Denver Broncos, Caleb Farley. Ten, Cowboys, Gregory Rousseau. Eleven, Giants, Micah Parsons. Twelve, 49ers, Christian Derrissaw. Thirteen, Chargers, Kyle Pitts. Fourteen, Vikings, Barmore. Fifteen, Patriots, Bateman. I just really wanted that alliteration. Uh, number 16, Cardinals took Jalen Waddell. 17, Raiders, J.C. Horn. 18, Miami Dolphins, again, took Samuel Cosme. 19, the Washington, Washington, as it says on here. Uh, they're the football team, guys. Uh, Jeremiah wusu Uh 20, the Bears, Elijah Vera Tucker. 21, Colts, Quiddy Pay. 22, Titans, Aziz, Ojolari, 23, Jets, Rashawn Slater, 24, Steelers, Najee Harris, 25, Jags, Zayvon Collins, 26, Browns, Jason Alwe, 27, Bucks, Liam Eikenberg, 28, Ravens, Joseph Osai, 29, Saints, Mac Jones, who? Hi, Mac Jones, who? Uh, 30, Bills, Trey Smith, yeah, it's it's late, bro. Just give me a break. Uh, thirty-one Packers, Chris Olave, thirty-two Chiefs, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I love it for our first mock. I think, I think there's a good chance that this is going to be our most accurate accurate mock because oh, there's gonna, yeah. there's going to be all the shit talking in the next like four months of. There's oh, just, there's just I mean, so many people. There's so many pieces that need to land for any of these to be close to accurate. Uh, besides. <laughs> Even even with Lawrence and Fields, like those pieces have to land for that to be accurate. I mean, they just do. It's so, true. yeah, Easy. it is and, true. And the QB carousel that could become this offseason, ironically, with one of the more uh, deeper quarterback classes when you're talking about five first rounders like we had. That's if you get to a point where there could be like nine to ten quarterbacks up for grabs and we're talking about just like last year then so i know all right man let's get out of here i need to edit this episode up because we cut out and i actually have to edit tonight um well yeah (laughs) so uh of course the one episode the first episode we go super long um thank you guys for joining us for this entire episode and sticking with us remember at the top of the show, we talked about our Patreon. The link is in the description. Uh, hit us up if you have any questions about it. We are really excited, um, especially for the Discord. We want to get some more engagement and actually get to talk to you guys on a more personal level. We'll we'll literally shoot the shit with you. I'll get on this Discord every day and talk my shit. Uh, 
you can talk your shit to me and it'll be a fun time for only a dollar a month. Um, yeah. Other than that, Randy, do you have anything else to add? Um, Friday, we, we talked about doing, uh, uh, fixing the, uh, Friday fixes. That's what we were calling it. Friday fixes. Uh, (laughs) wait, working, working title of it. Um, TBD. If not, we'll be back next Wednesday, Tuesday. Schedule's still in the works. Yeah, we'll figure that shit out. <laughs> still, still in the works. We will, we will be consistent with one episode a week, though. Uh, so I, it will be on a selected day. We just haven't really selected it. The reason we're a Wednesday now is because the national championship game. We might end up being a Tuesday drop or a Thursday drop or something like that. So uh, other than that, just stay on the lookout. We've got a lot of content coming. For Randy Hall, I'm Chris Williams. We'll talk to you guys sometime. Later.